Welcome back to the music corner, Rip State Awaits. I'm Nate. It's your boy. Skinny penis. And we are back <laughs> once again with the new tunes for the people like you. Let's get right into it here with the new Mets album, Atlas Vending. I will have Trent start us off with this one. Oh, shit. Um, oh shit that's me mm-hmm. uh i just want to say really quick the uh interesting uh album art there oh yeah i actually i didn't even pay attention to it but that is like yeah huh honestly it's kind of cool but mm-hmm. i don't know what it's supposed to stand for or whatever but uh but the album uh itself was actually uh really good uh it kind of kind of you know flew off at the end of it uh we kind of find this in these punk albums that you know it hard hits in the beginning and then towards the middle like yeah yeah and then it's like okay still the <laughs> same drowning shit towards the end but all in all it was good uh i mean i but i did say earlier that this is what modern punk should be like you know with a few changes here and there um but i mean modern punk now is you know kind of turned to pop and it kind of sucks because i mean modern punk really died off i mean i the last great one is you know it's kind of hard to say this but uh last great one i think would be green day um that really you know made a name for themselves i don't know of any other punk band that like now has done that that has made like a significant name for themselves yeah in minor day yeah i mean because blink is around the same time anyway so like i don't include them but yeah yeah i guess i guess not many would you say sebastian um i I don't don't know i I forgot what year they officially came out but code orange maybe that's more hardcore i mean that's hardcore i'd say that's more core okay okay I, i i know they are considered like punk in some aspects so mm. i didn't know that like counted no they're definitely making a big name for themselves in the hardcore community in terms of i mean what do you guys consider uh paramore garbage wow okay <laughs> not talk about my queen like that um Damn. everything's garbage except for riot don't at me but I, I consider them to be more like you know what yeah i could throw them in punk in their early years but definitely not now definitely oh no after laughter is like earlier pop that is pop at its finest after laughter but yeah, like another yeah like aftermath like ruben paramore goes ghost inside what who said that what I, honestly, honestly, Riot. I, I'm gonna say this. Riot's not even their best album. Brand new eyes is, in my opinion. No, not at all. I agree. Brand new eyes is like their best. If I had to pick one, at least emotional wise. But anyway, off the Paramore rant. Uh, Trent, final thoughts about Mets. Uh, final thoughts is solid seven and a half out of ten. Uh, I I probably would go back and listen to it, just if I needed something to like clear the big old brain. <laughs> big old brain. Honestly, I think we actually, yeah, we actually gave the album the same exact uh, score. Um, going off that though, yeah, I agree. It was it was a pretty decent album. I don't know what I was expecting going into it. Uh, in fact, I don't even remember how I found these guys. I just saw they had a new album. I guess at some point, I'm like, all right, adding that to the thing. But um, that might have been one of the bands that like had like an advertisement up on Instagram even. 
like of all the places you know but anyway yeah atlas vending was pretty solid it's punk like the noisier side of punk at its finest in the uh modern day light i think the one song i really enjoyed was uh no ceiling which was like a faster paced one it was either that one or uh sugar pill but i know one of them had like a very it was like a quicker song and it had like just like a really solid sound to it like i saw like punk like a noisier punk sound to it i was like all right cool but yeah towards the end that literally could have been any song it could have been right right. oh yeah it's got a good noisier punk sound what bro (laughs) anyway um but yeah it was a pretty decent album uh yeah ended up giving a seven and a half out of ten towards the end there yeah i agree trent like it did kind of uh fall fall down on the deep end there but you know it's still pretty solid yeah that's all i got though uh sebastian I don't really have much to say on this album. I was not a very big fan of it. Um, you know, I still respect in some aspects for being a band trying to be a punk band nowadays, which is very, very hard for a lot of groups to do because punk itself at its core, not a very innovative genre. It tends to be very uh, one-to-one with the bands that it produces and uh, not a lot of people like to change it. And this band, they like to take it in a modern direction, and I am glad to see that, but at the same time, I just didn't like it that much. Um, You know, it was a little bit too reverby in some areas. Uh, The bass was pretty good on some parts and had a pretty decent rhythm section. Of course, punk is known for its bass work, so, you know, you got that check off the checklist. You know, uh, vocals are very very hard to hear in some cuts on this album and i was kind of just i I was kind of hard pressed to find any good vocal melodies throughout this it was mostly just kind of one note stuff and um honestly i i could do without it but at the same time i do respect it for doing what it's doing and though it is not for me i feel like there are plenty of people that would like this I was just very picky because I'm a very picky punk listener, just like every punk listener pretty much nowadays, and I gave it a 7 out of 10. Nice. Alright, well, moving on from that, let's go to the new uh, Flaming Lips album, American Head. Uh, I'll start off saying that I didn't personally mind it. It was pretty decent, but definitely nothing I would want to go back to continuously, considering it definitely got a little bit weaker towards the middle and end there, but... In the beginning, I thought it was, like, wasn't too bad. Like, I was actually, like, vibing with a few of those songs. But uh, I think I even ended up saving a couple, if I recall, to my master. But even then, it was just... The, the only reason I liked it is because, like, uh, I know that these guys are, like, surprisingly, like, a much older band. I didn't realize that they were, like, an 80s band. I, <laughs> I was like, wow, they actually have, like, a shit ton of albums. This is, like, their 17th album. I was like, God damn, but um, in terms of what I say, yeah, I like Dinosaurs on the Mountain was good. The uh, the Will You Return slash uh, When You Come Down, the opening track, I thought I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. And uh, watching the light bugs glow, I was like, all right. Like, it was literally like the first like few songs I thought was like, definitely like gave me some kind of like old school, like classic rock vibes to it. But, and then later it just kind of got a little, too experimental with whatever they were trying to come up with but you know i i think i ended up giving it like a six and a half out of ten because while the 
parts that were good were good that I had saved. It just, you know, kind of still felt flat again. But what can you do? That's all I really got to say about it, though, uh, Sebastian. This album is definitely my weakest for this week. Uh, even as far as commentary goes, I didn't really enjoy this. Sorry, I had to reposition my mic, so if there's a significant quality difference, sorry about that. Oh, you're um, good. I really did not like this album whatsoever. There was nothing to really grasp at for me. Everything was way too vague. It didn't really go deep with any of the messages it was trying to convey. It was just psychedelia for the purpose of being psychedelic, you know? It was just, um, just very one note kind of just out there trying to be hipster kind of trying to you know appeal to the new wave crowd of now i was just very very just not into it at all uh there is a time and place for psychedelia and there is definitely a certain type of psychedelia i like more than others because it's overall not my type of genre either I i will listen to it from time to time of course like you have pink floyd you know, you have uh, Jimi Hendrix, you know, if you want to consider him psychedelic, uh, some kind of argue with that. And then you have albums like Rubber Soul from the Beatles. And of course, because I'm referencing so many other bands, it just goes to show you, I just don't want to talk about this one that much. I gave it a nice little two out of 10. Um, I really just did not enjoy any of this. The uh, rabbit hole was much too deep and I could not find anything worth talking about within it understand well i gotcha trent uh how many albums did you say that they have 17 this is their 17th one uh maybe they should have stopped at the 16th uh, all right um <clears throat> uh no i i didn't like it at all it was way too droning um it just it, i don't know it really just fell off um nothing for me like i i'm like sebastian you know i like the you know the psych stuff it's interesting but like i mean like he said there's a time and a place for it and like there's a way to do it well and uh yeah i mean if you know band from the 80s like we understand like you know oh they gotta keep you know keep the sound you know it's what they're good at sometimes you gotta change sometimes you know the older bands don't have you know good albums you know, when they get older, it just hit and happens. I think this is probably one of them. I mean, I have heard of them before. I don't know how, but I have. Because, uh, like, I recognize, like, the style of art on the album cover, and I feel like I've probably listened to a song or two here or there, but I don't know. Yeah, I, in all, uh, I'm like Sebastian as well, uh, weakest album of the week there. I understand. Uh, the one... The, the one of their albums, uh, Yoshi, Yoshimi Battles the Pink Robots, uh, actually went gold in the United States and it was actually like uh, made into a musical in 2012. So maybe that's the one that you were thinking of. But I am right. Yeah, that's the only like big album they had. They also actually I just saw here that uh, they were one of the bands that had uh, a concert uh, in like during the COVID-19 pandemic with everyone in uh, inflatable human sized bubbles. So that's actually pretty interesting that they were one of those bands. And, like, I thought it was, like, one of those uh, – I thought mainly that was the whole, like, European thing that they were doing over there. But, I, guess, I mean, they're from Oakland, uh, Oklahoma. So, like, that was here in the States. I'm surprised I didn't even hear any headlines about that. It's actually a 
it's actually a pretty big thing, you know? So, I mean, hey, good on them for trying to make something work and uh, keep it safe and everything, too, during this time. But, yeah, all right, we'll move on now to the new uh, Blackstone Sherry album, The Human Condition. Uh, Sebastian, go ahead and start us off. Uh, repeat that one more time. I'm sorry. I was fixing something. Oh, you're good. Blackstone Cherry. Yeah. Blackstone Cherry. Um, this is uh, my favorite Soundgarden album in a while. Uh, <laughs> it, it was very, very good. I deeply like this one. Uh, jokes aside, it uh, had some really nice aggressive vocals. And honestly, man, sometimes grittier vocals can really do a song wrong. Uh, you know, look at any Imagine Dragons album in the past five years and you will understand my point. Um, you know, sometimes too much rasp is not okay, but then you then again, you get a lot of rasp on songs uh, from this band. And yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get some nice tones from it. It's gonna really back up the background of it, and I really uh, I, I really liked it as far as the drums go. It had some awesome rhythms that attached to help uh, boost that killer bass tone. Um, it gives me some like some also like Temple of Dog vibes, but uh, still very much its own thing. Uh, the guitar, uh, the guitar fuzz and twang was some of my favorite parts of the album like i remember i was i was hearing certain parts of it and i'm like god this sounds like it could be played on a freaking telecaster it was so freaking twain you know um you know the lyrics do kind of falter later on you know some parts do become a little bit like too like country-ish but then again i do like country it's just i feel like for the later half of the album it just kind of went on a huge slump with it it was kind of like the like rock country southern rock that you can kind of hear at any bar at a later point but um you know the ballad uh, if my heart had wings that one i really enjoyed for being more of like a country kind of song i really enjoyed it a lot um the you know the it reminded me of uh <clears throat> oh my god um so far away from event sevenfold it gave me that kind of vibe or like a dear god as well like you know i had that kind of uh that kind of like emotion brought to it and um other than that you know i was not expecting a cover of electric light orchestra but i also enjoyed that as well that was a very different kind of song to cover for that but it worked pretty well i i never thought that song can be done in any other way other than funk but here we go which song was that again uh, don't bring me. Don't down. bring me down. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Other than that, you know, I I liked it a lot. Sorry, I was I was I had a lot put down for my bullet points, but I I don't know why some of these points are the way they are. Uh. Yeah. This one was kind of a stumble, but I gave this one nine out of ten. I really enjoyed it. Nice. Good shit, Trent. What you got? Uh. I'm same rope. I this entire week I'm literally in the same way as Sebastian. Uh, Sebastian and I are the same person this week, because uh, this album slapped hard. Uh, I, you know, as you know, I listen to these albums when I'm at work, so I didn't have my you know chance to look at my phone, and I heard the doom 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 uh, like the beginning of "Don't Bring Me Down," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, "Hold on a second. And it was I. That is what made the album like so good for me. 
Like, what's good, and it's interesting because the covers in the middle of the album. I think that's what got me. Because do you ever see if somebody does a cover that it's in the middle of the album? No, well, unless you're disturbed, but that's a different story. Actually, Three um, Days Grace did for some reason. They did a Michael Jackson cover on one of their albums. It was very weird. And and this is why I don't like Three Days Grace. Uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> no, the album I also gave a nine. Uh, everything about it was just so amazing. Like you know the the twang, the the vocals were a little bit at times. Uh, and I don't really like country, but this is like modern country done right. You know, you have, you know, really, uh, you know, just grittiness from the guitar and the bass. And, you know, the drums kept up, which is nice. And it's not the usual country shit that you see nowadays about my truck and my boat and my ex-wife and everything like that. <clears throat> but all in all, it was good. I mean, it was starting off with a ringing in my head. Like, that was... It's such a powerful song to put in the beginning of the album, and like it, especially in a time like now, you know, it's it's definitely a powerful song for a first song. Um, but no, through the entire album, I was like really, um, really just loving it. So, yeah, uh, nine out of ten for me. Nice. Also, I realized it was not in the middle of the album. It's you know four from the bottom. My bad. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I I like the album not as much as you guys. I mean, like, the first half of it was definitely, like, the best part of the whole thing for me. It definitely did get a little bit uh, more on the countryside there towards the end, which not really my thing, but I do see the appeal for sure, especially with a band like this. I mean, like, it, their whole style is definitely like the whole southern hard rock type. But, uh, yeah, definitely, like, ringing in my head again, push down and turn, like, just those first three songs, like, whew, like those hard rock vibes and like the sound that was coming out of that it was solid definitely something i'd love to hear from this band uh and i know like they were like i swear they were like they had a song that like wwe used at one point that like that's the whole reason why like i know them more than you know i think i would because like i i swear there was one song that was like included on like a pay-per-view or something but i don't know it had to have been like years ago if that was the case but nevertheless yeah i ended up giving this album uh it, there was still like you know parts of it i just don't really like you know care for and just felt flat for me once again but like i still i ended up giving it a five out of ten but like the parts that were good like i said for like uh, one of the previous albums it was good like it was pretty solid but yeah that's all i really gotta say about that one so we got a few more here to go, but before we do, let's have a word from our sponsor. And we're back. Let's head on into it now with the new uh, One Tricks Point Never album, Magic One Tricks Point Never. Uh, Trent, go ahead and start us off with us. Uh, I'm going to start off by saying uh, I didn't get through it because it gave me a headache. Did it really give you a headache? It honestly did. It gave me a headache. Damn. <laughs> Uh, because that it would just all the like the first two songs was literally just noise to me, um, and to be fair, the whole album was noise. Yeah, and like a hundred Gex, I can take because I knew it was like <laughs> you know it's kind of a joke, you know, yeah. like whatever. And that one I didn't have any problem with because like I knew hundred Gex before we did the album. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I, I knew what I was in for. With this, I didn't know what I was in for. It was the last album that I listened to this week. Uh, and with the other albums we had, I just, I just, my head was killing me. <laughs> um, yeah, and like I'll, I'll, I will go back and listen to it when I'm, you know, when I got a chill, nice day. I mean, what we're going up to, you know, uh, winter break here with you know college students and stuff, and you know Thanksgiving break and whatever. Um, so I, if I got a chill day, I'll probably, you know, sit down and listen to it and then I'll, you know, text my thoughts and be like, yeah, I still don't like it. <laughs> um, but no, I don't have a definitive answer on this one, uh, because of circumstances. Uh, but at some point I will probably come back and say, yeah, it was right. Gotcha. Understandable. Yeah. This one, I know about one, one of tricks through his, uh, works with the movies, good time and uncut gems. He is the, uh, composer for the soundtrack of both of those movies excellent movies by the way if you've never seen them very good highly recommend uh so knowing that i'm like all right so i I, in this case i know what i'm getting myself into because he's he's an electronic producer you know he does a lot of the the, he pushes the buttons and he makes the noise you know and this one is no exception it's exactly what you're going to get with this one although for me personally because i listened to it while i was like i i had to walk down on uh, in, in cleveland from csu to the rapid station because you know you miss the bus on a pretty cold day, but what are you going to do? I'm not going to just stand there and get more cold. I'll just keep walking. Uh, with that, it kind of added like this whole little, you know, a- I'm not going to call it atmospheric, but it definitely added this like very like scenery vibe for me where it was just like I actually did. Like, I think that's this thing. It makes you feel like you're in a movie with this uh, music. And it's honestly beautifully done i have to say there wasn't a particular song i did save on here or anything because it's not like this is a kind of album you listen to in its entirety from start to finish like i'm not gonna go out of my way and listen to like the song long road home off the album willy-nilly you know because it just it wouldn't flow it's like the lo-fi playlist you know all of that flows and you want you can listen to that on shuffle even that's a big thing about that alone but the lo-fi playlist you only solely listen to that because that's the kind of vibe it's setting and it would be kind of weird to like go from lo-fi to you know so like that's just you can't do that and this album is just you listen to it straight through and it's almost like you know storytelling kind of thing for me at least uh one of the big things i did notice too like even before i looked it up to clarify uh no nightmares actually has the weekend having some kind of background vocals involved uh in that project and i it's no surprise that the weekend was involved with this because even uh for one of his songs i can't think of i don't know if i can look it up real quick but like one of his songs he actually did have one oh tricks do a uh a remix for i don't remember exactly which one it was but i just remember that like that was like one of the things that he had for like his little mini remix ep that he put out not long after after hours came out but th- those two have actually worked together like quite a bit in in the past so it's kind of cool to have them actually featured on this album and there's a couple other ones here too like carolina uh, caroline polechik i never actually heard of her before and arca again never heard of who that is but pretty cool to have like these kind of features they weren't like actually listed either on uh spotify in particular or even like when you just kind of like it never says like you know featuring the weekend it's just you know they're just kind of there which is you know whatever but yeah overall i really enjoyed this project and i definitely want to look into more of his older material i gave it an 8 out of 10 uh yeah that's all i gotta say about that sebastian 
this was a very different album for me. I don't really listen to a lot of contemporary noise or uh, I guess you can say kind of just sound samples to put through some atmospheric tones. Uh, the closest I can say going into this is maybe, I don't know, Trent Reznor's kind of solo work and the new Nine Inch Nails work as well. That's just all kind of uh, synth and like just random noises pretty much. But then again, that's more industrial. This is this is just art. Um, yes. I, you know, it's subjective, of course. I'm not a big fan of this type of thing because I don't really know how I can put this in my daily life and just put it on whatever. Like, of course, I need to be in a certain mood. I need to be in a certain way. Uh, for this, I kind of just sat in my room with all the lights turned off. Well, except for my, uh, you know, my reptiles lights, because <laughs> I'm not going to do that to them just so I can listen to an album. But, um, you know, I, I kept all the lights off. I had my headphones on, my surround sounds, and just kind of had my eyes closed and just waited for the whole album to finish and sat there kind of just thinking and meditating and whatever. And, very hipster thing to do but it helped me get through the album because i don't think i would have been able to do something else or sit there with a lot of stuff going on uh to help me listen to this and analyze it this album was very very uh just it it had a lot of different directions it would go there were some part there were some parts that felt like an actual coherent song and had somewhat of a uh, somewhat of a direction like somewhat of a verse and chorus and whatnot and then other times it would just be noises and uh, just different frequencies going at you at once and making you feel a certain way and I think music and sound can deliver different things into the mind's imagination and the mind's third eye and I think that listening to this kind of stuff can definitely give you a different kind of sensation that you wouldn't normally get off of a normal listening experience. So there is a time and place for it. It's just sadly not my thing. Uh, I'm not going to rate this one because I consider it more on the art, uh, more on the realms of an art piece than I can really consider it an album. Uh, the fact that The Weeknd was on here was pretty cool. I did assume that it was his voice. I didn't really know how to... Uh, it, it didn't mention him on the Spotify thing, but I was like, God, that sounds a lot like The Weeknd. So <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking, too. I'm like, it has yeah. to be him. I know. I'm like, I'm sitting there I'm like, yeah, this, you know, it sounds just like him. But, hey, thank God, it, you know, it worked out really well. Uh, I definitely enjoy this a lot more than things like 100 Gex. Uh, and, of course, <laughs> I know that was supposed to be like, quote, unquote, a joke album. But I took it kind of seriously. Hashtag dummy over here. Um yeah, I, I definitely think that... Uh, okay, how about this? Instead of giving it a rating, go listen to it. To anyone who has gotten this far in the podcast, go listen to it for yourself. I normally wouldn't say something like this because it's very vague, but there's not much you can really point out in this album, of course. You know, Nate talked about the, you know, scenery that is painted with it. You know, I talked about, you know, how it's just more of an experience and a music listening uh, experience. So, yeah, just listen to it for yourselves. Uh, find out something that you can grab onto. Uh, for me, I really liked a lot of the fuzz parts because distortion kind of grabs me. So 
that worked for me. Uh, who knows? Something else might work for you. Maybe that weekend little thing. Hey, maybe that might be your favorite thing ever. Who knows? Just go listen to it and check it out. For sure. I back that statement 100%. It's an experience. Go for it. Honestly, anything that we have here, like this, that's the point of this podcast is like to get the music out there. And like, I mean, we may not like it, but like, it's for you guys listening so that you guys can expand. Because like, even like now, like, music is a, a huge part of our lives. That's why we do this. And like, being able to share and you know bring out new music for us and for you guys like that's what we do exactly mm-hmm. i mean we, we're all very passionate about music and everything and yeah it's it's very good to get exposure for things that you wouldn't normally hear on you know the hot 100 or the top ranked stuff on spotify you know bands like this uh, 100 gex and you know you have things like grimes like a bunch of different bands that you would just never really hear a lot of buzz about and it's just you know i i like sharing it with as many people as i can yeah exactly even like even like like uh blackstone cherry i would have never looked into if it wasn't for this you know Mm -hmm. even like lips i mean yeah i would yeah on a normal listening day for me i would not listen to any of these albums (laughs) oh yeah for sure but we do this in hopes that you guys will probably hopefully check it out you know whether we like it or not get your own expand your music horizons gotta do what you gotta do to find the new tunes for the people like you for of the course. people like you <laughs> <laughs> you knew what i was doing you did the thing, you did the thing. <laughs> all right we'll move on now to the new glass animals album dreamland and i'm gonna have trent start us off with this one oh you all you always gotta do this to meet the wish toys but you lo- but i know I know what you have to say about this album. I'm sorry. For anybody listening, uh, they obviously know I'm a gamer. Uh, I'm just trying to increase my power level because at, on the day of recording, uh, Deepstone Crypt opened up uh, for D1, D2, my bad, uh, and my I'm short on power level. So, um, But starting off here, which one? We said Glass Animals? Yeah. The bomb album that it is. It was so good. Uh, I, I sent Sebastian and Nate uh, a video of me at work just like doing the whitest dance ever <laughs> because I was I just it was a good vibe you know I was just chilling it was just such a weird album but it was so cool because uh, like normally this is not my type of music I really don't like uh, this stuff but it was cool to just sit there and you know listen to this and actually like it um and this again goes into the point of like things that i never thought i would listen to is this uh and i really just all in all enjoyed it i literally have nothing bad to say about this album uh except for man i wish i was not at work when i listened to this because i would have been dancing around my house like a (laughs) fool listening to this uh because it was very good uh honestly this is a solid solid nine uh i've had way too many tens so i gotta you know keep it down and i i this isn't like my favorite album but for something again that i never thought i would listen to it's this is very good and i do highly recommend this one uh and you know coming from a metalhead like me something like this is this is a gem 
an uncut gem, if you will. Oh, oh, um, callbacks. Yeah. But no, I really do enjoy it. Please go listen to it, uh, especially if you have nothing to do. Um, it's just, it's different. You know, this gave me the same vibes as, like, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, my God, I can't remember his name. Oh, my God. He did Get Lucky with Daft Punk. What the heck is his name? Pharrell. Yeah, Pharrell. When we did the Pharrell album, this it gave me the same vibes as that. Like I actually liked it. Wait, um, dude, honestly, oh yeah, yeah. Lots of good Pharrell sounds. I can recommend a bunch because he's he's a really good producer too, on top of an artist. Yeah, and like that album, I surprised. I f- completely forgot about that album, um, which sucks because it, like it was it was very good. Which album um, are we talking about? The Pharrell Williams album. The Pharrell Williams album. Yeah. Not from this year. Yeah, we did it. Is that the one we did? Yeah, we did that. Yeah. Pharrell Williams hasn't come out with an album since 2014. Who who was it? Are you talking about John Legend? John Legend. That's <laughs> my bad. I was like, I ha- it has Legend. to be John Legend that he's talking about. I got you. I, I got you. The one bad thing about doing stuff with the music business is that you get everybody mixed up. That's it's yeah it's fair. They do sound pretty similar in some way. They sound the same. Definitely. Yeah, and I do. I see the vibes that uh, you were getting from that too. Definitely see that. Uh, but yeah. yeah, but no, it's just a. It's a very like. It's a very happy album. It's it's not sappy. It's not, you know. Uh, oh, I'm going to the movies with my girl, and there's this <laughs> big jot guy that I don't like from school that's gonna take her. And the nightly. rest of the movie, <laughs> yeah, nightly. Exa- <laughs> that's exactly where I was going. <laughs> you see the sky, and you're with your girl. What you do? Take it to the movies. That's what you do. <laughs> take them both to the movies. They both deserve it. King and queen out here. <laughs> um, but I no, yeah, I, I highly recommend. For um, sure. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian, what you got? Uh, Dreamland, man. Oh, it was, uh, you know, the instrumentals were pretty good in the production. It helped the dreamscape the album was trying to convey very, very nicely. Uh, you know, they had some smooth, wispy vocal lines that just helped carry that melody ever so graciously. Uh, you know, the space goes coast to coast reference i did not see that coming because i really really like that show and i never hear anyone talk about it ever and as an animation fam you or fan you guys get a definite uh a plus in my book for that thank you um you know it was yeah it was it was it was probably my favorite of the whole album uh second to um deja vu i really liked that song as well right punchy kind of hook there you know it uh really stabbed me in the brain listening uh area so uh yeah and then denzel curry uh he's on a song he comes in he's uh you know boogie to boo fast fast flows you know very like very very fast uh kind of rapper dude and he does a great job you know i fucking love denzel curry i love this album i it was good you know it was a little repetitive in the end i i, I do give it that it's very very repetitive in some areas, but then again, what you gonna do? You know, you gotta make some sacrifices for some good things. Uh, it is 7 out of 10. Bam. There is one thing I wanted to point out that I literally just forgot about uh, until Sebastian said it. It was not about Denzel Curry, but maybe remember it. Uh, the second song on there, I think it was. Uh, what is it? 
no, uh, it's my bad. Uh, the song Hot Sugar, the fourth on the album. Mm. There was a line about something about putting Hot Pockets in the microwave or something. Yeah, shit. I know what you're talking about. I was like, that was yeah, so good. I was, cr- dude, I was cracking up. And I was <laughs> so good. I was like, this is, it's like real, you know? I think that's what I miss about music is like real music. No, mm-hmm. and not like, not like, oh, it has to be this genre. No, like, no, like people that can just take an album and go yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna make this you know i guess i don't know what i'm trying to think of the word for it and it's not real it's or like a connectable album you know that like i can go yeah i can i, I definitely would do this you know mm-hmm. on the day but I, you know i'm just gonna pop a, a hot pocket in the microwave uh, and then make a song with denzel curry uh, you know you know the the, the normal Saturday that instead the normal yeah the normal Saturday, <laughs> uh, but no yeah I just wanted to throw that because I forgot that that was a line and it made me laugh for sure. Um, also, water the the visuals on Spotify. If if, if anybody uh, here uses, I don't know if Apple does this. Uh, I don't believe they do, but if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But on Spotify, they have these visuals uh, that play. And it is the coolest thing. And the one for waterfalls coming out in your mouth was so cool. I stared at it for a good like thirty seconds, and I was like, "This is this is dope." <laughs> nice. Yeah, for me, this album was actually really solid, better than I was expecting. I was getting a little worried that it was going to be like another like weird nineteen seventy five esque kind of thing, or at least like nineteen seventy five this year, where I was like, "Oh boy, here we go again." But I definitely saw the whole atmospheric nostalgia stuff that they were going for with this too, especially with like the little interludes too that were like really giving off that nostalgia even more with like the whole like, you know, recordings of like, it sounds like, you know, a wife and child and everything most likely from like the lead singer. And cause the, the album is actually like uh, supposedly like something about like, you know, some like people have called it like a memoir of his life kind of cause he's like, he says that like this album's like, autobiographical in nature i guess which awesome that's actually really is cool it? yeah apparently yeah this album is like his whole like experience which I, it makes sense i mean especially with like, the nostalgic sense it like sounds like you know you're kind of like going through his life and like all the things that like you know like all these references like there's like a shit ton of references from like the 90s that he refers to and like early 2000s like there's stuff about like you know pokemon dr dre grand theft audio yeah okay Gold, golden grand Eye theft audio is that what you said i said auto i said auto oh, so, <laughs> grand theft audio like, true yeah that even too that's in there scooby-doo but like i like that i, I really enjoy hot, hot pockets <laughs> dude it's there all of it's there um but yeah i really like when like a bands like do that too with their lyrics and like they don't make it sound too corny like it actually works and it sounds like oh, okay all right that's fun that's a fun lyric but yeah there was like i think at the start of hot the album really started for me at hot sugar like dreamland the t- opening title track and uh tangerine i was like eh, all right all right but then like hot sugar came out and i was like ooh, all right and then after that interlude from that you get the space ghost coast to coast and then tokyo drifted and that's when like that's when really shit started to pick up and yeah like sebastian said denzel curry featured on there like that's like the best feature they could have gotten on this one for real and honestly i've actually listened to uh some more of denzel's stuff on the side here uh particularly the 32 zell planet shrooms ep very solid ep if anyone hasn't uh listened to that yet definitely recommend it they got ultimate on there which was like 
that big breakthrough song of his that was on like every vine back when that was a big thing so it's a good one there but yeah back to dreamland it's yeah it was a pretty solid album definitely some points in the middle too that were like kind of but like overall i i enjoyed it still i ended up giving it like a seven and a half out of ten it was pretty solid pretty solid for my tastings definitely loved that this was like i know i mentioned them earlier but this is genuinely like the good side of the 1975 and if it was like way more fun (laughs) i mean like some of their songs even like the older ones are like you know are fun and are pretty decent like uh she's american but this album is just like that song times like you know five basically like it's super solid so yeah uh we'll move on now to our final album of the day our uh gotta get that those metal those metal tunes in for you we got the killer be kill killer be killed's latest album reluctant hero boy oh boy was i very pleased with this album uh for anybody who doesn't know killer be killed is actually a super group that is composed of uh vocalists and uh instrumentalist from a variety of different metal bands you got greg Puciato uh from the dillinger escape plan uh Cavalera Conspiracy and Sepulchero's frontman Max Cavalera, you know. You got your Troy Sanders from Mastodon and Converge's Ben Kohler on drums. It's it's an ultimate supergroup, right? And like this album is just all those bands that I mentioned from with like, you know, the respected, you know, instrumentals and vocalists, all the best parts of that literally infused into this album there was not a bad song on this album like you got your fun thrashy parts you got the groove metal parts to it like which was mainly the entire album pretty much and then you also got your like slow chuggier stuff too that actually sounded pretty solid much better than i would have actually expected because usually when like an album includes those slow like sludgier parts to it i'm kind of like but no this one like they I think they pull it off well. And that's just mainly because I know who's involved with this project. I know these guys. I know the music they make with their respected bands. So it's like knowing their abilities is like, okay, this is acceptable. Especially with Greg, because I'm a huge Dillinger Escape Plan fan. Very unfortunate that they broke up a few years ago now, but he's still a super solid vocalist. And Dillinger Escape Plan definitely like one of the more wild bands in terms of like the whole i lack not trying to get into an argument or anything but they're we'll call it metalcore you know it's not far from like the traditional but like it's like the metalcore that's like super fast paced and like the mathcore shit infused with it it's pretty interesting stuff and i i i love it but yeah knowing that he was a part of this project definitely made me appreciate this album even more and yeah like literally every song is a banger on this one and i highly recommend anybody to listen to this album especially if like you're just like that into metal like this is the ultimate super group in our uh modern day lives right now so eight and a half out of ten for me best album of the week for me trent what do you got what do you got to say about this album uh the, this album was amazing that's all i gotta say um yeah there you go <laughs> boom um honestly though like everybody on this is amazing uh and like even if you don't really listen to a lot of music my guess is you've probably heard of uh at least one of the people on here uh just because i'm they're big names in music Um, Mm -hmm. especially metal yeah especially metal um 
no, the entire album was just fucking solid. Um, I honestly was waiting uh, for this album to come out. I heard about it a while ago. Uh, well, what did we say it was? It was, uh, it was Napalm? <laughs> nuclear Blast. Nu- nuclear Blast, yeah. Um, and I saw something on Instagram. Uh, was I supposed And I was like, oh, cool. That sounds like a good idea. And I completely forgot that it was the super group because, like, you know, last album 2014. Uh, and when when Nate sent me the list, I was like, oh, Killer Be Kill. I forgot about this. Like, cool. And then, you know, starts off, you can hear just all the mix of sounds, whether it be, you know, with the, you know, the drumming or, you know, just how the guitar sounds, how the vocal sounds, you know, the diff- it, just the different styles mix into one is one very cool thing uh and it's honestly it's people that you wouldn't expect to get together yeah which makes it even better um and like simple throw is one of my favorites personally i've always loved them uh and you know like we talked about mastodon uh last episode uh and dillinger escape plan i never really got into and you know the other ones um but honestly everything like like you know, Nate said the chugging. You know, it was, there was a slower song, wasn't there? There was. There was even like a longer song too. There's like seven minutes on here. But yeah, from a crowded wound. Uh, honest, there was nothing bad about it. Um, everything about this was just so. It, it's exactly what you would expect from a group like this. Uh, that it would just come out so powerful and. Um, like the song says left of center <laughs> mm-hmm. um no no i fucking amazing honestly just this is one of uh, the one album that i'm gonna say please go listen to um because it is just fucking outstanding uh i'm, I'm at a loss for words because like if you know the people here like you know it's gonna be good I can add uh, right now, yeah. real, real quick, not to cut you off, but I will add right now that this album just bumped one of my honorable mentions in place of it. Like it's it's that good, <laughs> it's bro. That... Honest, same, same. It it did knock an honorable mention for me. It's because because it's not like the best. It's not like top ten or even top twenty worthy necessarily. That's mainly because it's even like later in the year. But like I I would be a fool if I didn't include this in an honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing with Sucha. Like as we get later. Um, later in the year here, it's a, I, we you know I've already got most of my list picked out for top tens, uh, and I'm just like now I'm like this comes around and I'm like motherfucker, <laughs> I gotta switch something out of here because like I mean everybody knows my, like my top four or five like everybody knows it if you've been around the music corner this long and you stayed for episodes you know which like you know what my tops are they have haven't changed from the last time <laughs> except for one one change i think or two um because like there's just albums that like we know are solid and it's gonna stay nothing is gonna change that album or even song for the rest of the year but this at the bottom of my list this just might change something mm-hmm. it's that fucking good honestly I, i'd probably give it a 10 it was fucking amazing Good shit. Sebastian, what do you got to say? I realize I fucked up uh, pretty hard with this. 
Oh. Um, I listened to the single that they put out, which was the two songs from the album. Uh, <laughs> I listened to those earlier in the week because I was like, okay, I at least want to get a taste of it and just see what it's like so that way I can go in with certain kind of expectations or whatnot. I listened to the singles. I absolutely fucking loved both songs. And I forgot to listen to the album. I totally <laughs> oh. did not mark it down when to listen to it. I just, I had it down because I, I listened, because uh, the only album I listened to yesterday was the uh, Onatrix. Mm. Or one one o tricks I, I don't know how to pronounce it i but that i i listened to that one yesterday and after that i think i kind of cleared my head so much and then like put so much down for that album that i did not even like have like any like just recollection of other things i was supposed to do and i just totally forgot about that album uh i, I will say this i'm probably going to even add it to honorable mentions for myself as well uh, just from the two songs I've heard, and I'm like, honestly, I don't feel like the album, uh, just from what you guys said, it doesn't seem to be any different in opinions from what I had to what you guys had. Uh, I'm going to listen to it, and I'm not going to give like a review, obviously, but if I do have it in my honorable mentions, I will give a little spiel about it, uh, just as a whole. You know, nothing too crazy, more brief than anything, but yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed it, I just... I did not listen to the whole thing, so I right. didn't really get the whole like review of it. No. Which which two singles did you listen to? Uh, let me see. Oh, they have they have three singles on here, so I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, they uh, should a few. Um, was it like the first first two that came out? Because I think I know which ones those would be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's my yeah. Dream Gone Bad, and then uh, just deconstruction, yeah. self-construction. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. You can add those three right there, and the inner calm and the outer storm, or from the outer storms. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that one. That one's probably my favorite. The uh, the storms one. Yeah. Honestly, go back and listen to it. I know you're gonna send me like a text tomorrow. Goes, bro. This is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was it was really good. I enjoyed it. Gotcha, good shit. Alright, well that is going to conclude the new albums of this week. Hope you guys check those out, but before we get going here, we'll give you some album recommendations for the day. Uh, I'll start off first, actually, and I will give out a recommendation for a Dillinger Escape Plan song, since Greg is a part of the Killer Be Killed project. Uh, Let's go with their last album, Disassociation. Uh, It was definitely more on... Not the softer side, but there were definitely more songs on here that are, you know, lighter in terms of the band's whole discography. And that was mainly, like, just kind of, like, I feel like to set the mood of the album. Like, this is the last one here. Like, you know, we're both going out with a bang and also, like, you know, on a somewhat, like, you know, sappier note, I guess you could even say, too. But the opening track, Limerent Death, is, like the best opening for any Dillinger Escape Plan song in general, as well as just, like, any album in general, too. It just, like, has such a powerful opening, and, like, not even... It's, like, you know, it's got the parts where it's, like, fast-paced, because their music is known to be fast-paced, uh, like, more often than not, because it's mathcore. I mean, it's just gonna be very fast and technical, but, like, with this one, like, it, like, you know, starts off slow, it builds up, it slows down again, and it's just, even one part goes from, like, a slow and steady to, like, pretty fast, you know? It's it's great. Then you just follow it up with Symptoms of Terminal Illness, which is, like, one of the slower songs on the album. You got an instrumental on this album that's, like, actually, like, all, like, you know, uh, the use of, whatchamacallit, like, you know, 
it's like very techno-y even too, which is like something they've never really done on previous albums. This like there's been some features like in the past, but nothing like crazy. This album they kind of did everything that they couldn't do in the past, and they put it onto this album. And I gotta say, the last song on it, which is the title track, is probably like for the just the mood that it sets is just you know so sad. But it's like well, since it, like the span is ending, but it's like you know. You're just, it's, I just could I can't put it into words, like, how it makes me feel. Is it Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On? <laughs> All right, you like, I, you didn't have to spoil it, but yeah, it's, it is, unfortunately. No, this association. Though, Honestly, like, if it was, I would have been so, so <laughs> they, they just do a cover of that. <laughs> well, they're like Dragon Force now. Although Dragon Force covers of Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On is fucking amazing. Yeah, but disassociation, Dillinger Escape Plan, go check that out. Uh, Sebastian, what do you got for us? So, I have a question. Would you care if I put in a self-insert really quick? No, uh, no, no. You're good. It's uh, it's not really. I, I I won't call it advertising because there is nothing to show just yet. But <laughs> I've been writing things out a lot, and um, I'm going to be starting a small little web series based on reptiles, and oh. um, it's very different from music or just media in general it's more along the lines of just giving information to people who want to own reptiles as animal or as pets and um who also would like to know more about the species at hand uh, i i'm writing because currently i i uh i'm caring for a fire skink i made a i made about a like 13 page like research paper based off of fire skinks alone and i wanted to basically just have an outlet for me to talk about why i love them so much and other animals as well i i have uh i have um what you call it i have komodo dragons as the next thing i'm i'm moving on you know different reptiles and whatnot but i want to basically have a reptile per episode and i'm not sure when this is going to come out or if it's going to be a podcast or like a full-on web series so I'll, i'll keep you guys updated but it's currently in the works right now and i you know, I hope, you know, someone tunes in and just, like, you know, gives me any input, so. Well, I can yeah. tell you, Sebastian, if you make it to a podcast, there's this free app you can use called Anchor. I can tell you all about that one. I've never heard of it. <laughs> well, oh, let me tell you. No. <laughs> but, yeah, good shit. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Keep us updated on that. Did you have an album then, too? Uh, no, I did not. That was just the one thing I wanted to do, just because I knew that would take some time. <gasps> okay, so it's like the replacement for the album, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's kind of like the replacement for it, because I, I, I genuinely just wanted to talk about it. I'm just very excited for yeah, it. Yeah, of course, yeah. Bro, you be, is it going to be on your YouTube channel or no? Uh, if it is, I'm going to have to delete everything that... <laughs> just private it all and send me links. That's all. Oh, of course. Yeah, I'm not going to fully delete it. You know, I'm going to keep it for memes in the future, you know? Bro, yeah. I I was laughing. I sent you guys that one... <laughs> or I sent it in the one picture. Because I was bored one day going down a YouTube wormhole. And I thought to myself, I'm going to go to Sebastian's old YouTube channel and see if there's one video I wanted to see if it was on there and i found it and i was so mad at myself because like obviously back then like sebastian i couldn't i couldn't control myself i was so bad uh and i just i watched like a minute and a half of this and i was cracking up at like how bad it was 
dude. The time capsule going back. To I think it was the under. <laughs> it was the Undertale video. Oh my god! I forgot. Oh my lord! That was so. Yeah. Lord help us. Yeah. Oh, Smash! And I really I... watch your BoJack Horseman season three review. <laughs> oh my god! I forgot. <laughs> Jesus Christ! The the god, the, the first podcast this? that Sebastian and I ever did it was me, Sebastian, and Adam. Mm-hmm. Oh my and I was God. playing. I was playing uh, rock band in it, and everyone got mad at me. Podcast. <laughs> what? What was it, like? What were we even trying to talk about? That nothing. Episode? We just wanted to get one started, and then we did one episode. Is that the one with the top five movies of 2017 podcast format? No. It no, it's the that, one. With... That was just me. Oh, okay. Is it's it... got um Eddie as Adam's icon. Oh, does Eddie. it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but so moving on, my uh, yes. movie, uh, I'm conflicted here because I don't know if I want to go with a uh, Sepultura because we talked about it or the one I actually wanted to do. Do what your gut says. Okay, I'm gonna do what my gut says because I want to do this for four weeks and kept forgetting about it until today. Uh, I'm going with one of my all time favorite albums, Stadium Arcadium by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. Uh, this is an amazing album. Uh, it just, it's got everything you need. Uh, one of my personal favorite songs off this is Humpty Bump. Because, I know I didn't say Danny California, I know. Uh, or Snow, uh, those are amazing songs. Uh, even the title track. But Humpty Bump is just such a funky song. And I think it, that song really captures like what Red Hot Chili Peppers is. I mean, you know, you got Aeroplane, you know, off of One Hot Minute uh, and, you know, other songs. But this is honestly, I think, one of the funkiest songs um, that they have done. It's so... God, it's the Flea's bass work on this song is amazing. I I learned a little bit of the song. Um, But, I mean, it's... The way that that song is constructed, I mean, you've got during the the verses, you know, you've got a steady bass line, and then during the chorus, it really goes into, you know, the walking, uh, bass stuff, and it's just it's so cool. And then obviously, you know, everybody knows Danny California, uh, because it's I mean it's a good song, uh, and then Snow. I didn't realize this whole album was two hours. Holy shit. Yeah, it's 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 like it's two things. Right, okay, um, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but it is um the whole the whole album is amazing. Uh and if you've never listened to it, go do it because it's it's fucking amazing. I mean Red Hot Chip Peppers, I don't think, has ever put out a bad album. In my well in my opinion. I didn't really like I'm with you. Uh, but honestly, anything they put out was amazing. Honestly, I, I, I love the album cover of "I'm with You." Actually, that's a solid. Album. Yeah, the, the album cover is cool, but it's not my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. If I had to pick a favorite um, of Red Hot Chili Peppers, it probably would not be Stadium Arcadium. Uh, it would probably be either The Getaway uh, or Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, that's those are interesting picks. I, I I think they are a very consistent band overall. Just Oh, yeah. Absolutely phenomenal, whether it be uh, Tremonti or um, what we call Frusciante. 
Um, I'm so happy he's back in the band. Oh, dude, I was so I was gonna see them this year, uh, bro. <laughs> I was gonna see them on the first night rocking on the range when they took over for freaking Metallica. That's right. Yeah. They were playing this year. Yeah, and they had the original guitarist back. Yeah, the, the, when dude, I texted you when they announced. I was like, I'm. That's the only reason I'm going. It's yeah. that because I want to see Fushiante. Dude, I had tickets for all three days, man. I had the whole like, I had the whole like thing reserved out, but um, Ugh. yeah, I. Oh god, I, I love them, but honestly, I like, dude, I I like learning songs off of Mother's Milk a lot. That that Ooh. really challenges my bass playing a lot. Yeah, I just Red Hat Red Peppers in general, like Flea's bass work really tests the skills. Um, oh, yeah, it's very multifaceted, you know. Uh, the oh guy yeah, has, he's very good at melody, but also the guy can lay down a rhythm very very well, and not to mention how notable he is. Like, not many bassists are that notable. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like, unless you're Les Claypool or Getty Lee, you know, not many people talk about you that much, you know, or Lemmy. Lemmy's another one, but, you know, like, I'm talking about people that are, like, you know, big rhythm drivers of the band. So I would say Lemmy's more of, like, you know, he's more of the icon than the actual bass work itself. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing that sucks is, like, I mean, you've got a lot of people um, who are more of the icon than just a bassist. I mean, one that is both and does it well, I feel, is Peter Thomas. Okay, yeah, I I, I can agree with that. Another I mean, one a, for me would he's be a sex Bootsy guy, Collins. But... Yeah. Who? Bootsy Collins. He played with uh James Brown. Oh uh, yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, he had like the star base like. Yeah. Holy madman! I I've been watching a lot of his uh funk stuff and he's goddamn awesome. Yeah. Sorry, but no, yeah. I didn't mean to go on a bass rant there. <laughs> hey, I mean, this was for. But yeah, uh, go check out. If you don't know Red Hot Chili Peppers, I don't like it. I don't know how you wouldn't, honestly. I'd yeah. be surprised. I mean, if, if you're younger, I understand. Sure. Uh, and if you're younger, why are you listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to your parents. Um, but no, if you're if you're a little bit older like us, I mean, that's we grew up in grunge. Uh, I mean, my my cradle rock is Creed, Red Hot Chili Peppers, yeah, Creed, uh, Hinder, uh, Stained, yeah, Mud. <laughs> it's just that's, yes. It's <laughs> what I grew up listening to. So. The shit, uh, the good shit. But all right, sounds good. So that's been that's gonna be the episode. Uh, we got two more of these episodes. There'll be two more then. We go into our best ofs, so keep an eye out for the last two then in the coming two weeks. But that's going to do for today. Thank you guys for listening. Trent, Sebastian, as always, thank you for joining me. Mm -hmm. And we will see you all in the next episode. This has been the Music Corner Rips to 808s, and we...